A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Welcome to What's Your Sign? I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Anderson. I'm Lisa Chanu. And today, boy, are we joined by a special guest. You might remember her from our live uh, summer solstice fundraiser episode. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> a dear a dear friend of the pod, comedian, writer, uh, co-host of the Wow Rude podcast, and soon to be household beloved member in Single <laughs> Drunk Female upcoming Ooh. Please give it up for Madison Shepard. I'll I'll snap for myself. Yes. You know, I like how I said give it up as if they're as if I were I always do that where I'm like expecting a sound effect to come in and yet have not requested one or don't have the capability to yeah. do it. But there's there's signers in their car going, Woo! Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. They're, on their commutes, they're in the car, they're folding laundry, giving it up hard for right. Madison. Right. Madison. How are you? I'm good, ladies. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to see all of your faces. I looked at everyone's rings. I'm excited. <laughs> yes. I, it's bit like it's it's trippy because like that party we had was 
a fever dream of a midsummer bacchanal fest of love and flowers and like that was also that like 2019 era where we're like we're gonna do this all the time 2020 Mm -hmm. doesn't even know what's gonna hit it we are gonna like just keep popping off with astrology parties and then um flash forward here we are on zoom in 2021 (laughs) still on zoom baby still on zoom i like i i think some things will stay it's nice to be like I think podcasting can have some zoom like i'm excited to get together for some things but like also that i can have my butt and pussy hanging out at home and you know yeah and no one's the wiser yeah totally i mean also because when people ask you to do podcasts sometimes they're like can you come to my very hidden place with no parking <laughs> and the ac won't be on and i will give you tap water to drink it's like i could just stay at home you know <laughs> i have Culver a Culver city yeah yes. <laughs> I have broadband internet and a microphone and sparkly water. Thank you. I mean, I have central heat and air, not to uh, brag, but hello. Oh, that's a huge brag. Oh, someone lives on the west side now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Damn, dude, that's a different world. It is. The, the central, I mean, the west side, obviously, but the central, the central air, air and heat is next level. Yeah. I, I, fe- I felt like a TV star before I was even a TV star with central I mean, heat and air. <laughs> That's a believe it, make it happen. That's called yeah. like manif- that's fucking manifesting right now. Living mm. as if. Uh, exactly. yeah, sometimes the central sometimes the central air has to come first before yes. the zeros right. in the bank account. Wait, exactly. I want to hear all about this show because this is like a huge deal. I know. I'm so excited about this show. So this show, I had zero media training about it yet. So well, this um, is good practice, actually, because we're a bunch of slobs and slags. So this is perfect. Yeah, they were like, well, we had a meeting about um, publicity and marketing and, and media training and how we were going to schedule that. And I was like, OK, and then it hasn't happened yet. Um, so uh, so Single Drunk Female is written by a former Connors, the Connors, the Roseanne spinoff um, ah, yes. writer, Simone Finch, and Leslie Headland, who helped create Russian Doll, and Jenny Ooh. Connor, who created Girls. So this is their, okay. I mean, it's just like incredible. Like, Dream it's team. A dope, it is really, it's all really dope ass women who helped bring about this show. It stars Sophia Black D'Elia, um, no relation to Chris, and um, <laughs> and uh, Ali Sheedy from oh. The Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically the story is Sophia Black D'Elia's character, Sam, I believe that, oh my God, it's been so long since I've like read any scripts. <laughs> I'm like, I'm thinking her name is Sam. We shot it in December, so forgive me. Um, but it's not like care- anything's happened since then, you know, it's just been a pretty <laughs> I mean, kind of. <laughs> full time. <laughs> kind of. I mean, they don't start we don't start filming till like next week, I think. And I'm not there yet. Anyways, but her character's like trying to get sober and she's just fucking up a bunch and she gets arrested twice. I play her parole officer, Gail. Ooh. And um, I'm really excited. It's it's a it's a very visually dark kind of show but like super funny garrick bernard is on it who's like an la oh comic God, no way. plays a love interest an excellent tipper Ooh. by the way he is yes, good garrick excellent tipper oh ladies excellent tipper <laughs> <laughs> we love a tipper don't we folks yeah <laughs> and you in the trailer is so iconic i was like who is this my friend (laughs) it's so cute 
Oh, thank you, Lisa. That's very sweet. Wait, remind where can where will this be streaming? I know maybe we don't have exact dates yet, but where will we find this? And we'll refresh all you signers when links and things are are available. But where will we watch this? So you can watch it on Freeform and on Hulu. Okay. Um, so basic cable and streaming. Um, and it's it's just I mean, it's gonna be a lot of fun. The cast is incredible. The the people behind it, the crew, everyone is really dope. And I'm I'm very excited. I'm like, can we just like get to my episode so I can fucking <laughs> I, I yes. need to screenshot this and share and be like, I know Madison. <laughs> We're Gale heads over here. Go. Yes. We'll Gailers. Yeah. Gailers. Gailers. Oh my God. Yes. We're gonna be in the comments like more Gale. <laughs> Just Gail coming. <laughs> I was say we need yeah. to start the start the hashtag in advance, uh, mm -hmm. so we're ready. We're ready to go with the marketing, right? So they know even before the show's out. Do you know? Be on the, watch, be on the lookout for Gail. No yeah. spoilers, but you're gonna want to watch for Gail. Do you know? Uh, this is maybe, and this might be a, a question that goes nowhere. Do you and your castmates? Is there an, any astrology talk on set, or do you know the signs of your co-stars or is it or not so much is it business strictly business and, well okay so COVID's made everything like crazy because normally we would have more contact with one another but ah. really it's been over zoom mm -hmm. mostly um I want to say that Sophia Black Dalia uh she was also in the mech if you're a fan of that show mm -hmm. but um she is a uh, Capricorn. What's January? That's Capricorn, right? Can be Aquarius as well. Capricorn if Aquarius. If it's late Jan. Well, I I think it's uh, Capricorn because we get along very well. And I don't always like it. I don't always get on with Aquariuses. Aquariuses are very like contrarian sometimes. Oh, and I'm yes. like, oh, just pick a lane. Sometimes. <laughs> Maybe like 100% of their life force. Well, that's interesting because you have that Aquarius Mars though. So like if any sign might like rev up that Mars irritation, because Mars can get, you know, that's like where we can have a little friction too. So there's that, maybe they're here to challenge me or, or just, <laughs> or just annoy us. But uh, no, that's, that's funny. You get along with, you like Capricorns though. I love Capricorns. I've, I mean, sometimes like, I think the Capricorns I've had in my life, and I don't know if it's just them or Capricorns in general, but you know, we'll paint with a broad brush. Why not? Um, <laughs> but very like shapeshiftery, which can be very good. But also, again, I like people to be like who the fuck they are. You know what I mean? I want to know what time it is when I'm dealing with somebody. <laughs> I think I think you're a very um, like a business forward person, though, too. And I think that that like where it's like you. You, you want to know who someone is when it's appropriate, not like uh, in a way that gets in the way of like functioning in the world. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Does that make yeah. sense? Where yeah. I think Capricorn energy is very much like, uh, yeah, don't ruin my business, though. <laughs> like or don't yeah. be don't be like messy with who you actually are. Keep it together. Like, I want to know so I can trust you. But that doesn't mean you are like all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> How has uh, it been um, as a Scorpio person with four or five Scorpio placements being trapped in the house? <laughs> um, Very intense. It's been very, I mean, last year 
I mean, you know, I'm sober, but I actually relapsed last year because I like was, I, it was so emotional for me. And I, <clears throat> I felt like drinking was a solution, which it wasn't the next day. I was like, mm, that, okay, we're starting again. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, but it was so intense, especially in last summer. I don't know. I think with like the uprising and all of the texts from my white family and friends apologizing <laughs> for being, um, I was like, Oh, right. I forgot you said nigger in front of me one time. You can bleep that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to offend people. It. You can say it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, right. yeah. We, we... <laughs> yeah, you guys just like don't even touch it. Yeah, that. It can... I was gonna make a joke, and then I'm like, I'm not even gonna joke. Don't even be in the room with it, <laughs> Julia. Don't even have its phone number. My my mic was on mute the whole time. <laughs> but like with everything going on, it was just so much. But also, I found a lot of like. I found a lot of peace last year too. Like I kind of, I think, uh, you know, you have to get an acceptance as to what it is. And uh, I just kept myself occupied by doing yoga, um, watching a lot of TV and writing. So in some ways it was like, I feel like I went through an emotional catharsis sort of thing and I, I feel a lot better coming out of it, but it was also like, wow. Yeah. Being at the house all the time, not really my favorite. You know, I'm, I stay out, out of the house mostly. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like you created a lot, though. That was fun and interesting to watch. And I don't know. I I felt like it was also hard. Obviously, everyone felt like it was hard. I don't know why I'm saying I also felt like it was hard to be at home. Everybody <laughs> oh, was it. it hard for you, Lisa? Everybody Did you have time it. last year? Actually, <laughs> very <Sucks>. easy. Um... <laughs> no issue. But, I anything. but um I feel like well I've seen you grow a lot too over the last year and like getting this role is so fun and there's so many other things to be excited about now so I guess yeah. So. yeah yeah it's it's crazy because I mean I have I had, I got my charts read by a woman named Michelle Prentice, as I believe her name, uh, Persephone Brax or something. Is her? Anyways, I will give you the <laughs> name later. I'll text it to yes. you. Um, this is a horrible plug, but <laughs> she read my chart last year and she was like, wow, um, the last like seven or eight years have been exceptionally like trying for you, like very difficult in terms of like money career like trying to just a grind that's like the word she used and i was like that's so funny because i would i'm definitely grind culture you know that's very much like something <laughs> pro the grind. yeah so i feel like it's finally moving forward like it's i'm mm. stepping into a new time in my life and she said that as well when you're Ooh. going to film are you going to be doing stand-up as well I am. I'm going to be doing live stand-up, which is weird. I don't know if you guys have done any live <clears throat> performance recently, um, but that shit's like, I like, I did an open mic and I literally like forgot a joke. Like I got, I started getting anxious and like my mind went blank and I was like, uh, uh, and I couldn't catch my breath. And I was like, oh, wow, I'm having a stage fright panic attack in the middle. Like that's never happened except for when I first started. So it was kind of like, like a virgin, Ooh, you know, yes. starting over. I, I was just fresh again last night mm -hmm. with um, our friend Danielle Perez and the Butterball sisters, and actually Lisa Traeger, past um, guests as well. 
about how it's like it's like I I never liked performing like on an edible or like even getting stoned before my boyfriend does all the time but I just like if it happens it happened on accident like I forgot I had a, a set or I'm like outside and I just took something out of someone's hand which I've tried yeah. not to do in a pandemic <laughs> um but I'm you know Lisa. When you get on stage high, it, you're like, why are all these people fucking staring at me? This is weird. And then you're like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm supposed to, like, tell them jokes. Um, and that's what I feel like performing is like now, too. Just like, oh, I'm up here and, like, I'm slow. And the laughs don't come at right away. I didn't forgot that. And, like, ugh, it's so weird. Mm-hmm. Well, I found it. I have not performed yet, but I have watched live stand up. And I have found it's even weird watching stand-up because I have forgotten what it's like to be in the room with people performing and feeling them uh like do well or not do well or notice like oh they did that different or something or even like uh I was telling Lisa because I went to see Lisa and I was like oh I was like so excited because I know your punchlines and I was like yes I finally finally something that I know is gonna happen happens and I was so satisfied and excited (laughs) that like something that I expected happened the way I expected it to and I have noticed that that has been not the experience at all with um with zoom shows or even just like watch you you can't kind of count on anything so having something happen the way that it was supposed to was like oh this again this fucking rules i love when things go the way they're supposed to oh and (laughs) julia's using the term punchline very loosely (laughs) (laughs) well it's just been a last word it's just been (laughs) k it's been chaos and unpredictable and like so much canceling and rescheduling and putting mm-hmm. things off and just having to deal with disappointment, especially if you're a control freak. It was a very tough time. <laughs> you know, it was a very tough time for anyone that likes to know what's going to happen. And even from, I haven't seen any comedy, but I've like been around idiots again and like picking <laughs> up on people's vibes is weird. Cause having mm-hmm. this barrier of the screen does do something. There is a, I, I don't want to say protection, but there is, a boundary that you can't really cross, but in person, it's much easier to cross people's boundaries. And then you have to, you don't have the kind of digital downtime space to like, remember what you do and don't like. I don't know. I'm finding that I have like a slower react time to when people say dumb shit or like things Mm -hmm. I don't like. I'm because I'm, I'm Aries moon. I'm Gemini Mercury. I'm pretty like quick with my response. And I'm kind of like this experimental time of just not responding right away if someone or something happens where I'm not sure how I feel just yet and actually picking it up the next day, which is very just different. It's just a different energy of how I normally would fun. I never did that before. Maybe I should have, <laughs> maybe I should have mm-hmm. more previously, but yeah, I think just being around people and I don't know, it's very woo to say like the energy of humans in person is, is obviously not breaking any news here quite different. But yeah. it is a very different feeling. Like I've just been, I'm obsessed with how things feel right now because I'm finally willing to accept that I'm an incredibly sensitive person. Like that, that I've been fighting this forever <laughs> to be like, I'm not sensitive at all. And I'm like fucking the, the softest, the softest. Aww. I love that. 
but breaking, it is breaking, that, news, breaking news, breaking, breaking news, news, excuse I'm, me. I'm tender and sensitive. Um, Whoa. And almost, and almost wholly driven by my feelings, not at all my thoughts. Um, I love that though. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That's what makes you a funny like comic and because you're you're so you you can feel things that are happening and so you have a deeper understanding of the, as a Scorpio we love. <laughs> you know, I have a ton I have a ton of Scorpio in my chart too and which is why this is why mm -hmm. I bring it up mm -hmm. because I think it also lends itself to to sobriety and to all of these things but all we're thinking about where it is like I think that part of what makes Zoom interactions harder is that you can't feel the emotions but it also makes it so much easier to like at the end of a show, if someone doesn't do well, and let's be honest, nobody's doing well on Zoom shows because it's not, you're not getting the crowd energy either. You can be like, oh, that sucks for that person. Like I'm gonna log off Zoom and go do whatever I want. Like you don't have to be there with them. You don't need to support them in any way. Like you don't, you can feel, you can empathize in a really boundaried way because you're a fellow comedian and you know what it feels like to not do well, but you don't have to like, look them in the eye. You don't have to like sit across from them in a green room and be like, is this okay? Do I need to do something for like, am I allowed to just let them sit in these feelings or do I have to somehow alleviate this? And mm -hmm. I think it's been really nice to not feel that. Um, but thinking about people that I know who don't drink at comedy shows and things mm -hmm. like that, I'm like, oh, you must feel nothing because this is one of the most high intensity emotional situations even though it's like we're talking and we're we're doing that like people's feelings are so on the fucking like out, outside of themselves that if you are a feeling person you have to numb somehow and it's either yeah. like get out of your head which you can't do if you're performing so I think that it is not to be like you have to drink because obviously you don't but it makes sense why so many people do in those situations because I think it is so like you are drowning in people's emotions and fears and these kinds of things that it's like if you if you pick up on that at all it's a really it's a really like intense place I mean when I started comedy uh almost seven years ago I was sober and I've had like instances of you know, a couple getting together 30 days, 60 days, 90 days throughout that whole time, but never really being able to stick with it and stay stopped, as they say. Um, but part of that is because I fucking feel everything. I'm a, I'm a highly uh, intuitive a feeling a person. I don't want to say empath because I feel like I'm not sure what that means anymore. But you know, I do really I'm paying attention and observing people. And, and so I'm, I'm watching things unfold. And it was really hard. In fact, when I got sober, it was like having to learn how to do stand up again, and also the business of comedy again, but it got interrupted by the pandemic. So I'm almost having to like start over, start over. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, but it's interesting though, to be sober in these spaces, because as a Scorpio and as somebody who is, uh, you know, like you, Julia, very feeling person, um, I get to sort of the, the gift of it is I get to have a new experience of it and I get to have people have a new experience of me with like more time with my head screwed on correctly and not fucked up and not like, you know, doing bad, <laughs> um, doing bad things to myself and other people. So, I mean, not that I'm like a, a saint now that I'm sober, but like, you know, I feel like less of a train wreck in general. So I feel like 
it is a gift and that's but i definitely i hear you i definitely would have to have a drink or two as soon as, as soon as i got to a venue because i was like i'm gonna have to socially interact with people i don't want to do that i'm gonna have to stand on stage and i have material that i'm not sure is working i'm still learning how to write jokes and i feel uncomfortable about that like all of those things i used as a as a pass for me to drink and then get fucked up if i did good or bad mm, well i think I... it's like this idea of figuring out which thing you have to like protect yourself around and I think we get really focused on the performance part of it where it's like oh if I just like push through these other things and it's like oh no sometimes that's like the easiest part it's these in between parts it's these after parts that I need to like uh figure out mechanisms to to uh how like be soft with myself I um I think maybe a year or two into comedy I decided like it might have been more than that but I was like no more drinking before sets and I don't even remember remember what it was I don't think it was like some issue I mean there was definitely one open mic that I I blacked out and went on stage and I have the phone note I've never listened to it but I have a phone note and it just says like fuck this and all like huge letters (laughs) like all misspelled you know and I'm like oh great that's that must have been fun I went on stage after like I was at some weed influencer party that just had like you know, you don't you don't know what if the <laughs> has weed in it or not it was yeah. I was like mm-hmm. I was very fucked up and I went to like karma lounge in a lift I didn't drive or anything and they let me get on <laughs> dead last so it was like 1 in the morning but I don't even think that was what made me stop but it was like I started to realize that like there's already enough that you don't control as a female comedian. There's some guy that's going to yell out about your tits or say some shit that or interrupt or whatever. There's already enough that you can't control. Why do you need to add in an extra level of difficulty? Like there's no, there's no reward for doing this the hard way. Mm-hmm. I want to drink it. Like if I'm hosting, I'll drink after my hosting set in between comics, but I am not like, I'm not drinking before sets it's it's stupid mm-hmm. it's dumb why would you do it? You, it then the things slip you know mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i think you know especially water sign and alcohol it's like slippy slippy yeah <laughs> very slippy slippy and madison i love what you said about reintroducing yourself because yeah. i think that's just something i don't know maybe it just like unlocked like a trauma box in my brain of you know, those family members or people who are like, you always were like this. So like, no one ever wants to hear you're always like this, or this is how mm-hmm. I know you as. And I really just liked that as like a very Scorpio transformational of like, I can be a different person. Those who listen to the pod know I used to be a very big hippie raver freak, big drug head, like Raven rolling all the time. And I was also like, had a Britney moment, shaved my head, going through a breakup, doing all this stuff. Like that was, that was a different, it's just like, it's, was cellularly a different me. And it's, I, I don't know, I just like that acknowledgement of like next chapters, like new, like that person existed, but I'm also here in a new form. And there was a couple of things in my, ch- in, in your chart that like stood out to me with that. Cause you have this Saturn in Sagittarius and Uranus. So this like structural planet and this chaos planet <laughs> in this place <laughs> of self, but also rooted in Sag of like experiencing. And I had a question for you to rooted with your Libra moon um because you have so much Scorpio and I think Scorpios can be very cut and dry like is it a yes or is it a no is it this or is it that 
But then Libra moon does hold a lot of space for gray area. Libra moon does understand that it's not always, um, typically they understand a lot of the times it's not always as cut and dry as maybe Scorpio thinks it is or wants it to be. And so I'm curious if you've had much like thought in terms of this tender moon placement versus your like very scorpionic chart that you have. Yeah. Well, I mean, sorry, I'm just, there was also, they were, you can cut this, but it, they were, <laughs> the dogs and my boyfriend were making noise. So I was like, please don't interrupt us. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now I've allowed it to interrupt. Um, in terms of like my Scorpio nature, wanting things to be black and white, wanting things to be yes or no, you like me or you don't, it can't be anything in between. I think having that Libra moon energy that kind of allows me to live in a gray. And also I think, you know, not to make it all about, oh, I'm sober. So this is my personality now. But I think (laughs) that also does allow me to just like have space for things to be unsure. That doesn't mean I'm still not um, panicking on the inside about it or like obsessively thinking about it or worrying about it or going over in my head all of the possible ways it could go right or wrong but I don't have to like act on that as much, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, I think that's, that's definitely something that I'm noticing more about myself too, uh, just to allow that. Mm -hmm. I think you're an excellent mediator too. Um, You, you're really good at, um, and I think you're really good with boundaries and stuff and knowing when to make the call or when to, you know, like when, it, this is enough kind of thing. So I think that's also partly. Helen on shout out, shout Uh-oh. out 12 step. Okay. <laughs> what is that 11th and third year Mars and, and moon are trying each other in Aquarius and Libra in the 11th house and the third house. And I think that's very much like being able to communicate, but also understanding like group dynamics and those like, cause 11th is big groups, you know, third is like siblings neighborhood you know, immediate, immediate vicinity. And I think kind of knowing that balance of boundaries and also mediation totally, totally fits that. And I love that. I, yeah, I love that reintroduction thing too, because you have Pluto conjunct your son and that's so much like Scorpio energy is already transformational and rebirthing and all that. But I think Pluto specifically with your son is the ability to like renew uh, this is a renewed identity uh, a new a new chapter and that doesn't mean that we don't while you're talking about that I was thinking of like the Scorpio kind of like are they real or whatever and mm-hmm. I think it comes from like that acknowledgement that you can be a different person and you also can change and if you and if you haven't if you haven't changed if you haven't like rebirthed to yourself like you haven't come to terms probably with your demons in a way that is like going to allow us to have an authentic connection. If you aren't someone who can acknowledge where you've come from and how you've changed, I don't know how to talk to you because I've mm-hmm. been 10 different people. And that doesn't mean I'm not like we can acknowledge that and also not hold ourselves responsible for being that old version of ourselves. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's certainly something I think with age and, and like, just kind of except there's so many times it's so funny because like I'm looking back at my life and I remember there were like times like when I entered middle school where I was like I'm gonna be a whole new bitch and I like cut my (laughs) hair and I dyed it blonde and I changed my accent 
oh, to be yeah. or my like accent that I speak at home and not the accent that I use in the streets of the hood that I'm from, which is Oak Cliff in Dallas, which when I was growing up was the ghetto. And so I needed to speak with like constant AAVE so that I could like deal with the outside world and survive but when i was at home with my white ass mom i talked a different way and when i was at home with my black ass family i talked a different way so i found you know there's just these like moments of those transformation to be more myself and yeah i think i think that's i don't know if that's just a scorpio thing or what but like i definitely feel that i love that because you have mercury right on the ascendant there and that like changing your way of speaking <laughs> you know, speaking of your mom, who has been one of my pandemic chat partners, oh. what is her sign? Oh, my mom's a cancer. Okay. I totally see that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We have a very intense relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I have been chatting with her on IG DMs. She sends mm -hmm. me great memes. Yeah. <laughs> my mom loves you, Lisa. I love her too. She's great. Aww. I also wonder because since I've known you, well, also, I think you were the first, maybe, maybe you and Julia, but, but one of the first people I knew in LA that was actually from here or had lived here, you know, for 15 years or longer. Mm -hmm. And ever since I knew you, you've always had pets. And yeah. we did, a, we did a, a Thanksgiving fundraiser show when actually it was right after Trump won and we thought that Hillary was going to win. So we did it for an animal shelter. And then when Trump won, we were like, oh, we should have done the ACLU or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you've always had pets as long as I've known you. And you have North Node in the fifth house. Um, so I wonder, do you feel more like yourself when you have something to take care of? Does it make you feel playful? Does it make what what why what's up? Why do you where how's Miss Kid? Why? What's I up? mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, wow, I feel called out. Um, <laughs> not called in about my pet ownership. No, I've, I've always had pets. Um, I think like a house feels like a home and it feels alive when there is like, not just myself because I, I mean, I, I live with my boyfriend now, but there so many years I spent living alone and like I mean Lisa we've had some stories about being out there being wild and crazy guys and then like being like oh we should like take a lift home and like walk our dogs feed feed the cat and then we'll come back to the party <laughs> like, yeah 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 <laughs> um I I just think it like having pets makes my home feel alive it makes me feel um less lonely I guess I guess there's some element of like unconditional love there and also like um it helps you know especially now hold me accountable to another living creature to be like yeah I, I can't really like go black out somewhere and you know wake up in my car in the valley I um I have to uh <laughs> I have to go home and walk my dogs and now I have two of them which is like who told you to do that uh that was dumb but they're very cute and sweet but, uh, yeah. I love that for this Jupiter and Pisces near the IC in your fourth house of like that really to me is like unconditional love at home and maybe that wasn't uh always the like experience of home but I think um as we get older and you're gonna have a Jupiter return oh yeah or, like it's like we're not gonna get quite there but like end of the year it's happening um what is Jupiter return this time is to a party girl <laughs> no, yeah time to party yeah. time to have a good time enjoy yourself i think it's um we have them 
uh, every 12 years or so. Mm. Um, and, uh, or no, I'm sorry, not, not 12. That's 20. Yeah. Wait, one. Yes. No, maybe yeah. you have, I'm um, like 20, it's 24, 23, 24 is the first 23, I think is the first one or like nine. Okay. Anyway, this is, I was going to do the math girl. Cause I'm like, I looking am, at my age. I'm yeah. Like, like, I am not, I'm not says here about every right 12 now. years. Yeah. Okay. Says, so I am says right. literally the first results of Google. Yes. So okay. that's, that's why I'm always like, right. 22. <laughs> yeah. So first, uh, mm-hmm. but this is the time I think first one can be a little rough because it's a time when we might um, be met with uh, not living up to our expectation or like things not being like we have a out, if we have an outsized idea of something, it might be disappointing. But I think this, this, uh, third return is like, oh, you get to enjoy that you've just had a, a like a long work. This is a vacation after a lot of work. There's like a lot of Saturn stuff that happens up to this point. And I think having that Jupiter return is like, oh yeah, no, I get to enjoy this now because I've created boundaries because I went through difficult things because I know, I know myself better in a way that I can be be abundant in the places that I want to be and not in the ones that I don't want to be in. Um, but I think in, I think in um, the fourth house specifically is like creating a, creating a unconditional love space to come home to all the time, whether that be mm-hmm. a physical home, but or also just our home in ourselves of like, you are in a foundation of abundance and love and empathy and uh, like universality that, uh, is because you've worked hard for that you've earned it i think jupiter return to me has the with great power comes great responsibility vibe of like the superhero thing where you're like whoa i can't believe i learned to fly and then it's like oh no i have to like you know save my neighborhood or whatever so i think there is there's definitely that but i also think what it is feels good Mm -hmm. which i think sometimes we have the kind of Saturn lessons or other planets which can also feel good it doesn't always have to be negative but or Pluto things where it's like oh I know I know I knew I needed this but it doesn't Mm -hmm. feel fun those kind of things and I think Jupiter has a little bit more fun going for it Mm -hmm. like a lot could be coming to you sometimes like an overwhelmingly amount so and I think like my only like loving astro and sort of read with Pisces is just to, you know, Pisces can disassociate and be like, I don't, and kind of not think things are real sometimes, you know, like it's, it's going to definitely be like a pinch yourself sort of return, but it's in a home space, which I think is like nice. I see that as like, I mean, on a high, like Jupiter's sky's the limit, right? This is a time to ask for things that seem you couldn't ask them before. This mm-hmm. could be like, being by coastal, this could be like upgrading space. I mean, it's really going to stay around more next year. We're having a taste of it right now. Then it's going to retrograde. And then at the end of the year, move back into, into Pisces and then stay there for, I think for like most of next year ish, I have to check dates. Don't fact check me. It'll but, be like till December, 2023 or yeah. 2022. Yeah. So that's um, like, that's sexy. Like, that's just like, I mean, you mentioned with your readings, like of a lot, having a lot of hard years mm-hmm. and it's, it's weird when things are good sometimes, right? <laughs> like, it's like, oh, I'm like, when we only know hardship or letdowns, when winds start coming, it's almost like, what the fuck is this shit? 
I mean, part of the reason why I, I mean, other than like the pandemia, part of the reason I got back <laughs> into therapy was because after I booked that pilot for single drunk female, I was, I fucking was freaking out about like shit going right. And like mm-hmm. my therapist says to me, I have to self-soothe while I say this, but she was like, Madison, you don't have a lot of practice with things going well, oh. like the wish fulfillment aspects of life somehow they come out fucked up or not how you intended or you win but not all the way or it gets taken away altogether and i literally like have had to learn how to let good things happen and what a struggle that is so that super resonates with me oh i mean the when it's a win time i think that's what's cool about astrology is because sometimes there is a lot of go and things are working with us and then sometimes things are not working with this or making things a little more obstacle-y. So I think there's just, you know, shift glasses up nose. Like there's a lot that could be going really sexy for this next Mm -hmm. year or so, and hopefully continuing on. So I think it's just, it's like a, it's a good time to check what you have, you know, doubling on that abundance. It's like very like put in some of that, like, you know, TV money into some fucking bonds that like actually, I don't know. I'm not a financial advisor and um, this is an entertainment podcast only. So please do not do anything that I'm saying right now. But you know, it's like capitalizing on the good right now. Cause it's not always going to be good too. Like that's the other, like the ebb and flow of life. But when the getting's good. I think too, with investment as a a metaphor, we'll say most people who do, you know, invest in the stock market or in, gold and silver or in whatever your stamps or whatever pokemon cards (laughs) the successful way to do it is to continue investing it's not to one time put money in one thing and like see what it's worth 10 years later it's no you you use it you you continually do it you keep looking at it you you evolve your portfolio and so i think that metaphorically that's something we have to do as performers as well is like oh we can't just like write a set and do the same set five times and then if it doesn't go well keep doing that set you have to like continually evolve and so I think the same thing with getting roles or whatever it's like let's figure out okay we're figuring out how to like accept the good on this one but let's also figure out where we're going for the next one because we can't just be like oh I'm happy I did it and then that's all i'll ever do because mm-hmm. as performers that doesn't make us happy either so i think it's using that stuff that we have damn i've just been tripping out thinking about jupiter as like well first of all i think it's great and we don't talk enough about how hard it is to uh like <laughs> deal with success whatever Mm -hmm. not not being like oh feel bad for successful people but it's more the like I think it's this I think it's partially capitalism and and other things but I think it's like this idea of like working hard and then you're gonna enjoy your retirement after you work but it's like you've just spent your whole life only knowing how you don't know how to relax you Mm -hmm. don't know how to enjoy retirement because you've never been retired these aren't things that we just know how to do naturally if we've been not if we've been working really hard to deal with hardship or whatever like it's Mm -hmm. it is just as hard that is just as much of a muscle to relax and do those things that's why shavasana is the hardest position in yoga is just laying there still or whatever like 
but thinking about Jupiter as when we talk about it, significations of like luck and wins and whatever think about how lottery people who win the lottery all, all often have just like awful tragedy befall them but it's because <laughs> like getting a billion dollars just dropped on you is so unsettling and it brings up so many things so I think that we just like don't talk about luck and what that um when something and I mean not I think something like getting a role we know as actors and how many times you don't get something how much luck really does go into this thing not to say that skill is not involved and and all of those things too and that but I think there's we are able to tell ourselves a story of not deserving something because we have not gotten something so many times when our talent when it's like I was just as talented the last audition what's different about this one how could I possibly count on this because it's not about that like and those things that are so disorienting to our our foundation that fourth house stuff and kind of being like, oh, I need to, uh, I don't know, having that, ha letting these successes help solidify your foundation so you can keep growing and doing more. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I super feel that. I mean, before I, this is, I guess, a sort of off of that, but before I booked this role, I mean, just with this manager that I have now, I think I've gone on not I think, you know, I know because I have a spreadsheet. I went on 40 auditions before <laughs> I, I booked this one. Um, and it was a lot of no's and it was a lot of not even getting callbacks, not even getting F. So I had to go through a real moment last year of like understanding that luck portion of like all of it and that it isn't a reflection of me. It's more a comment on them. And I think that is sort of in its microcosm, uh, a good thing about life you know what i mean mm -hmm. like you're not always going to win but occasionally your number is going to come up and it's like how do you behave in that way are mm -hmm. you going to be a dick about it are you going to be cool about it are you going to rise to the occasion are you not like what what is it going to be so it's a lot of a lot I mean, of stuff. i didn't even realize it was connected to jupiter but now it's 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 all making sense <laughs> now the lines I mean, are connecting i mean life's a bit of a numbers game you know 100%. you just you just yeah. gotta keep hitting it and there's some lucky assholes that get it on the first shot and they're rare as absolute hell that is just mm -hmm. not that's just not the norm I mean my day job is in casting but for reality projects and I, I always like to tell people because I've seen I've been I've been on the other side where you know I'm not calling back people and people don't make it and sometimes it's as simple as I mean this is reality tv so it's different but I think this applies to a lot of job stuff in general Sometimes it's as simple as like, we have two girls named Madison, so we simply can't have two or like, yeah. I don't know, they both live in New Jersey. It, that's just too much. It can be dumb as fuck. And it's not even that they weren't talented or good or whatever. It was just like the, the minds who control the money are like simple and annoying. So <laughs> like it's, it's, I wish I could tell more people when they audition for these, like survivor s shows i'm like it's not you it's literally the bureaucracy and so just please keep going like keep trying and keep going the thing that i sort of had to come to terms with last year like the big lesson from last year i mean along with all of the other shit like i've my patience has grown i am more um oriented I'm, i have reconnected with my family on a deeper level last year which was really beautiful but like a big lesson i learned was that my career is the rule 
and not the exception, meaning that it's going to take me however long it's going to take me. I'm not going to be some like wonder kid who knocks it out of the park on the first time. And then it's like, woo, off to the races. And now I'm famous and winning an Oscar and I have a star on the walk of fame and I have 17 HBO specials and I've, you know, a residency at a casino or whatever I'm watching. But um, (laughs) the ultimate goal, the residency at the casino. Girl, so much money. So great. I would fucking love that. No, that is that is really the dream come true. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But it's like knowing that, like, I'm a worker. And so I'm going to have to work until, you know, something will happen or maybe it won't. But to just take that exceptionalism out of my idea of like my career has been incredible for me. Well, like I've could. never gone viral. I likely will never go viral. <laughs> I'm not going to. I've never won the lotto. I, I've everything I've I own. I've had to pay for out of my own pocket. You know what I mean? Like I have to kind of take the magic thinking and get 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 real a little bit. Oh my god, this Virgo too. midheaven is just scream <laughs> is just screaming of like well, it's using your own resources. It's it, Virgo is just like if anyone's gonna get it done, it's me for my own two hands and yeah. Sometimes it's as simple as just doing the work and hoping people like it and it and it happens. I think those people too who do get it in one shot or get like it discovered or like those those exception things, those magic things, they never are long lasting. Those mm. things are t- like flash in the pan, very and I mean, it's so rare that you see even so like the the best example I could think of is a child star, right? Because they're not always like trained actors. It's kind of more based on like what this kid looks like or, you know, how well, right. how well they look like a part of this family that they're going to be a part of or whatever. So, but it's rare that they're able to like make a career out of that. I think a lot of those flash in the pan, like discovery things are a bit more like typecastable and so I think that I think that having the will to work in the entertainment industry and having the interest to do it is like you you have to remember that you said you wanted to work in this industry not Mm -hmm. just like you want to be there hanging out in the green room eating crafty you have to also (laughs) work that's part of it Hmm. what have have y'all been to any vegas residencies just cu- circling back to like have oh, you been to comedy, any but yes i've I... seen celine you've seen celine yeah well i wept <laughs> absolutely <laughs> i mean i went I'm to looking... the spice girls very short one i've oh. been to bon jovi i've gone off oh, i've i my family's a vegas family Oh, uh, I've I'm, seen a. I mean, the Cirque du Soleil shows too, which oh, I guess yeah. technically. I mean, I guess is technically a residency, yeah. but I feel like is less of a thing. But and yeah. if you haven't seen Absinthe, that's I have not my favorite Vegas show. What is that? It is a variety show, and it's very strange. And I don't know if they're still doing it the same way, but it's like the kind of this woman takes Absinthe, and then it's like her fever dream or whatever. Um, but if there's like a very weird crude comedy host and then like burlesque and acrobatics and like it's just it's i think it's what magic mike live is based off of 
Oh yeah, I've seen, seen Magic it. Mike live too. See that. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, we've seen residents. Yeah, so I mean, it is it is definitely like a Vegas show, Vegas show. Damn, God, I love Vegas. Damn, Janet Jackson has one right now, or that will probably be coming back. That sounds. I would go I'm, to that oh, heartbeat. A I am going the to go to that. I'm looking at the list right. I mean, there's so many residents, like just so many boys to men. Okay, I, like, I there's. At- I got an email, a t- like a ticket uh, thing for a Bruno Mars residency, a brief one at the MGM. Tickets are like eight hundred dollars, though. <laughs> oh my god! That's and I was because I was like, oh, I w- go to Vegas to see Bruno Mars. I was thinking, fun. I was thinking at magic. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so many, so many <laughs> singles. That's what I. That's what I have to factor in if I saw a residency. Is like how many bops per minute I mean, are we a getting? A Bruno Mars show at the MGM Grand would be absolutely. <laughs> Fantastic, but I'm not spending a thousand dollars for a ticket. Are you yeah, fucking you kidding? Get a helicopter ride over Vegas instead. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, no. I could see, I could see Mike Magic Mike live ten times for a thousand dollars. You could hire a Bruno Mars impersonator yeah. to like strip and and perform and lip sync in mm-hmm. a helicopter. Hot. Uh, mm-hmm. I did have a. Um, like speaking of money, I I love your this Neptune Capricorn in your second house where we can find a lot of money things. Neptune's very creative. Cap is very no nonsense. So I was curious, have you had any either weird jobs, weird skills, weird creative income making ways? And you don't have to blow up the spot or, or, or reveal anything too uh, scandalous if that's the way that might go. But I'm just curious if that if there's any been any weird money making times in your life or things where you had to be very creative in terms of finding the bag. <laughs> I've had so many fucking jobs. Like I think I've had more jobs than years I've been alive. Um <laughs> I've been a mall Easter bunny. Oh, okay. I delivered weed, I drove Lyft. Um I've been an elder, I've been like a uh, an elder care person like end of life care, um babysat, of course. You know, I worked at a sex store, I worked at two different museums. I worked at an art, like a actors union. I've worked in accounting. I mean, I've, I've had all the jobs and I think they got crazier once I sort of, once I started doing comedy and stupidly, well, maybe not stupidly, it was an investment. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But I quit my, when I, I was, when I started comedy, I was uh, working as a business manager. So like a bookkeeper for like entertainment people and um, high net worth individuals. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this $50,000 a year job. I want to go slum it at open mics. (laughs) And this this day job is getting in the way of that. So since then I've had like all kinds of like weird, you know, one-off jobs and I'm just kind of fun but also like okay girl like (laughs) how was being a mall easter bunny was this a regular seasonal gig or was this a one-time thing what did that entail yeah i did it for a week um it was like a three-week gig but i only did it for a week because uh i had a child sit on my lap fart on me no and then the smell like went into my helmet and i couldn't take it off i couldn't make a noise you're not allowed to speak because you're like ruin the child's idea of like who the easter bunny is right wow and i was just trapped this kid's like actively farting on me and sitting on my lap as they're taking photos and i was just like i can't it was a little white kid too i was like this is (laughs) this is oppression i'm being oppressed i know um Fart helmet. Yeah. Yeah. 
and that synthetic for I'm sure that for if you like if anyone had lit sure a cigarette anywhere like nearby it just forever. Up. yeah yeah and I don't think they clean it they certainly don't clean it I mean there was never like a hey at least spray your helmet with Lysol before and after your shift there was none of that <laughs> there's no, no like bowling COVID shoe nightmare. sort yeah. of thing like disinfected no dry shampoo Mm-mm. wow Mm-mm. <sighs> Okay, I mean that really smelling it in our. I know. (laughs) Everyone just think of the worst smart fart you've ever smelled, and from a baby and baby, young children's farts are like different, extremely toxic. (laughs) Different, like dog farts. Um, Yeah, or it's just like a a level of purity that you just like lose (laughs) in adulthood. We learned a little bit more about fiber as we as we get older yeah. with our dumps and farts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> do we have a? Do we uh, have players? Yeah, we do. But I was just going to ask Madison if, if you had any questions or Astro oh, yeah. things about your chart before we maybe get into our little Mary fuck kill game. Okay. Um. So when you guys are running this, are you looking at like a time period or is this more like just in general, just so I can kind of, I could pull up a time period. I could pull up a time period. Okay. Can we see what the next like year looks like? Like, is there anything exciting coming up that I should, or not even exciting, but like, you know, I should, I should keep aware of something that's happening next year. I don't know. Yes. Let me, let me enter your chart into my, uh, Luna program where I can like kind of scroll ahead and I'll, I'll screen share. Um, not exciting for the podcast listeners, but whatever the fuck, but talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to add, add this chart in and I'll, I'll show you, we can like, um, uh, move time forward and we can like visually see it. Mm. Yeah. I, mean, well, Ju- I mean, Jupiter though. Is, yeah. Is I mean, big, Jupiter, I think one. is going to be the big one. Saturn. We're not quite there, I think you're getting, you're just, you're getting a boost in this third house of communication and what, which makes sense uh, that you are going to have a, a larger, because Jupiter has been traveling with Saturn as well through this third house in Aquarius, um, a larger platform available, which also means more work, Jupiter and Saturn together there, but also kind of like having work and structure in your days too also to me speaks to like set life in that way where it's like your days are very um both and that's also kind of jupitery too to me where it's like those long long days where you kind of got to go but also you're there for hours at a time and Mm -hmm. and that like the the rigidity that that brings to your life but also you're doing it for this thing that you like doing but kind of getting the um the actual like work and structure of it that you don't get when you are just pursuing this as like a whatever, like you're going to have a job. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. also think just That's looking good. at the end of next year and kind of looking at the planets that don't move so quickly, um, Pluto, Saturn, Neptune, Jupiter, Uranus, all of these planets are kind of in more hidden areas. So like in the dark or in on the back end of your chart, so I would say for sure, there's going to be a lot of work that you're doing that other people don't see. And so, you know, remembering to recognize yourself in those things, because a lot of the time when we are memorizing lines or, you know, doing all this stuff, people only see the finished product. They don't see the actual work that you're doing. So giving yourself that, um, giving yourself a break or recognizing in yourself, like how hard you've worked because other people 
maybe like I'm such a big fan or whatever, but they don't necessarily see what you've done. Mm. Oh, I think that's another thing of, of success too, of having to like have people be like, Oh, well, what did you like, how did you you get this or whatever? Or, or even like, um, having having the world recognize you doesn't mean that you didn't do like just because you're new to other people doesn't mean you're new to this thing and I think Mm -hmm. again that reconciliation of remembering that you worked really hard so not to be frustrated that people are only knowing you now and saying like oh well this happened overnight it's like yeah to you guys watching to me I lived with this every day and whatever and I think that again just kind of managing of um self-doubt in that way of like just because that's people's perception is not a is not a um indicator of your work or your worth or that it's that nobody watches your special unless you promo it or whatever like that right. kind of you know yeah. they're not gonna know you weren't you couldn't have come up in an algorithm before of course you're an overnight success everyone's an overnight success in that way one day they mm-hmm. know you the next day i mean one day you're a stranger now they've seen you on something like yeah yeah I remember that I think there's like it's interesting because you're gonna have Uranus has been in Taurus since 2018 it's gonna be here till 2025 and it's going through your sixth house place of how we work and how we take care of ourselves in a lot of way and there's there is opportunity to have that be maybe fluid and change with what you need and what's actually coming up and then the eclipse the eclipse cycles are gonna move next year into Scorpio Taurus which is then also happening in your sixth and um in 12th house. So I, I think, do you have like, it sounds like you're into astrology, obviously. Do you have like a, a spiritual practice or routine or are you like a tarot card puller or do you oh, play with the pendulum? Yeah. Do you have like a, a practice? Yeah. I mean, I meditate. I like to meditate and try to connect with my ancestors and spirit guides as much as possible. I pull cards um, and just try to keep an eye out for signs. A lot of manifestation, like manifesting as well. Like Ooh. just- you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think that there's like a big intro. And again, this is, you know, I can't foresee the future, but I think there is an invite to maybe introduce new practices or new things to your routine, whether that's like your actual like day to day. I think of the sixth house. I can't remember who explained it this way as like our kind of day hygiene and this like night hygiene of like what we Mm. actually do to grind and do stuff. And then also how we like you know, soothe it and connect into like a more ethereal plane. Cause yeah, I think that Saturn, you know, riding on top of your, of your Mars too, is like with Jupiter and Pisces, there's a lot of things to do and it can, maybe your old routines might not sustain the new abundance. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean a shade on all the hard work that you've had and your routines that have worked for you, but they might just be called to do different things, you know, um, Maybe if you're shooting late nights or whatever, and you used to be like an early morning meditator, and that's just not like, I don't know, it might not just fit what you're actually doing. So I think having that flexibility to match what's actually presented to you, and it's not a, a shade on all the work you've done, you know, it's just that adaptability that has to come and isn't usually natural for fixed signs like Taurus and Scorpio nor Aquarius, but the Jupiter mutability has a lot to, to offer. And it's just it's going to be shape-shifting. It's never, I don't think it's going to look exactly the same each day. And mm-hmm. I think too, with that, with sobriety and coming back into stand-up, like the late nights, all of that stuff, it, it takes a toll. And like, we haven't been doing that for a year. Mm-hmm. So like, be easy on yourself with your schedule. You know, if you have a 12 hour day shooting, maybe you don't need to do a 11 PM show 
or you right. know what I mean? Like it's we mm-hmm. we don't want to do everything that everyone like offers us, but sometimes it's like okay, let's like what comes first is like me being sober. So if I have mm-hmm. to fucking shoot for 12 hours and I think I'm going to want to have a beer at a show, maybe I have to skip the show or, you know, right. or book it for neck for earlier for tomorrow or whatever, you know. Yeah. There's a lot going on next year that's very like under the horizon, under the surface, very like home, your work, your writing, your creativity doesn't mean you won't be seen. Right. But it's to be best seen is to take care of the kind of behind the scenes stuff. Um, But it's all very like, it's like what functions for you and that will be seen. Like, that's just, you know, that's part of it. Um, No, I mean, your Jupiter, like Jupiter returns exciting. It just can be a lot. So it's just, I think it's just both of those that you already are doing it because it's already that like, preparing doing the work to also prepare yourself for success you said it you are you are a worker and Mm -hmm. and that's the thing like where it's like if if you know that then you know the best way to support yourself in that is to to do the work yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. don't throw it away like I think I think that's another thing that we do as comedians where it's like oh I like practice this set 15 times at home and read over my set list and whatever, and then get up on stage and go, well, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a riff. You know? <laughs> it's like, no, you done the work, like do the fucking thing you came yeah. here to do. Mm-hmm. Got it. No, <laughs> that, that, does that all make, does that all make sense. Yes. Um, no, I mean, it's just like, this is like a really good structural time. I think like really getting the, the, and, you know, there's a lot coming for you, but it, it, I don't know, like it's, it's cool when your chart's kind of inviting you to still, even though it's happening and you might be, get a lot of invite to go out. There's still a lot of structural things to, to make sure it's not just, oh, cool. I got the invite out. So now I'm, I'm out and going, it's like, okay, we still have to almost act like the invite never came in some ways and so like it. keep it structural. I love it. I love it. I like the idea of, you know, deepening a spiritual practice and, figuring out shit at home and you know i i mean during one thing that happened during the pandemic is i like woke up in april and i was like i don't have any art hanging on my wall like i don't have any decoration uh, i basically uh-huh. was just using my apartment to sleep i never lived in it suddenly uh, i was having to live in it sure. so like i bought couches and <laughs> you know curtains went up and stuff like that it's pretty I think wild more more of that too for this jupiter which is like a very literal re- like read but i think also anything you do to create a physical home make it more comfortable and loving and happy having people over to your home mm-hmm. making that be like house party kind of energy too of saying like okay acknowledging we need this kind of connection we need this sort of thing we don't want to get it from disassociating in this way how can i create the space to make these things happen so i can get what i need kind of a a thing too so of like decorating having having dinner parties having whatever it like having spiritual hangs whatever anything where it just makes it feels like your home can be a center for growth and love and and positive things i think again is like oh this is a place not to be like, you need to go home, but it's like, be, make sure your home is a place you want to go so you can go there when you need it. And yeah. I think too, I mean, in my family, we do a lot of connection, especially the women, but um, through cooking, it's like a very, mm-hmm. that's like a very 
ancestral connection thing for my family yeah. so I think and I know you're from Texas too so I know you can cook you know um, it girl I didn't get this <laughs> I didn't get this big eating salads bitch <laughs> <laughs> um but I think that's another way to like you know br- branch out in a spiritual practice in a way that's in the home but also like you know if you're filming off you know not in LA and you're like I feel lonely and scared and like I have this shitty like residence in or whatever it's like no make a like cake that your mom would make or make like a thing that reminds you of your grandma or whatever because I think yeah. those things can be like our home on the road in some way mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. good yeah. hot tip home everywhere you because you got to come back it's to you ultimately that's the mm-hmm. your yeah. Well, and it's cute because like the Jupiter's tr- it's going to be trying it's you know, it's returning your natal Jupiter trining all your Scorpio stuff in this 12th house space of again that just connecting and feeling good like I don't know what came this came to mind of like buying the teas you want that like make you feel good and not as like uh, I don't know I think Scorpio and fixed signs can be very like reward oriented like once I do all this then I get the treat where mm-hmm. we can like I don't know start with the treats and like build out and I like Saturn trining this this Libra moon in your community space too. It, it does feel very like if you're not seeing the hangouts and connections that you want, like you can kind of build them and people can kind of sort of come around you and the things that you like to do and the things that reflect more of who you are versus you, you fitting into those spaces, you know, yeah. like, mm-hmm. cool. Well, get going. No, not <laughs> to, should we play uh, let's play yeah. groundbreaking game. Mary fuck Hill. I do not remember if we even played at our live show. And if any of these are repeats, whatever, uh, maybe our answers have changed if they have, but let's start with the Scorpio sun Libra moon. Uh, there there's a theme to this trio, uh, some white actors here, Emma stone, Leonardo DiCaprio and Anne Hathaway. Wow. <laughs> okay. I would marry Leonardo DiCaprio, right? Okay. Yeah. And but- this is because I cast a spell on him when I was 10, and I still hold that to be true that we will be in love one day. <laughs> Whoa. Wait, did you truly do like uh, a, Yes. A, yeah, a magical- it was a mistake. Oh, girl, I binded us together. It's a nightmare. I, <gasps> oh I need to like undo that. But Whoa. I'm like, maybe that's – I'm actually writing a pilot about it because I'm like, who does that and what's going well, on maybe leo has been bound to you and that's why, and that's why he's been pop yeah. he's been popping off in the pussy posse because he doesn't mm-hmm. know that he like he's searching for what he doesn't even know he's looking for yeah that's right girl because i'm not famous yet and i'm also not 25 or whatever um <laughs> but that's I mean, why you hey. have to marry him because yeah. you gotta, that we have to like break that whatever that is yeah. that's the end of the spell that <laughs> Yes, this is the world. This is work for the world. This is like yeah. prophecy. I have to do it. It's it's be, it's a, a calling. Um, so mode prophecy. it be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, I would um, fuck Emma Stone. Yeah, you know she's cute. Yeah, yeah. I like when she has ginger hair. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's a mm-hmm. good look for her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't really have an attachment to Anne Hathaway, so I would kill her. You know, I'm not really like, I loved her in Devil's, uh, Devil Wears Prada. Oh, she was really great. What was that movie? Rachel. Rachel getting oh, married. Rachel, yeah, mm-hmm. Rachel getting married. I thought she was excellent in that movie. So, but you're not a half it. a hater. This is not no. a half a hater kill. No, it's just de- I, like a default. 
Yeah, it's just more like, you know, I'm neutral about Anne Hathaway. That's okay. (laughs) I am also going to kill Anne Hathaway because (laughs) I saw her on Drag Race. Oh, and mm-hmm. she was like, hi, queens. And that's enough for me to kill her <laughs> nightmare. I was like, no, 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 no. We're never going to be friends. Also, I think I saw her um, driving. And it was Halloween, so it could have been someone that <laughs> was dressed as her, but it really fucking looked like her. Um, and she had like a silicone and Hathaway face mask, just like she, perfection. Exactly. <laughs> she was in like the back of a like not a town car, but something like that. It was Anne Hathaway. No yeah. one would be Anne and, Hathaway for Halloween. She was like picking at her gloves in a very particular way, and I was like, mm, I don't think we're gonna be friends. Um, I also think I saw Jack Nicholson driving. Who knows? Well, um, I think I will. I also want to marry Leonardo DiCaprio just because I want to be like, I want to force him to marry a fat 30 year old woman. (laughs) And then I will just kill, I I will just fuck Emma Stone by default. Yeah. Solid. I think this might be the right answer um, because this combo. I, I do like Anne Hathaway. I think she's incredibly talented, but when I think of, I definitely, I know she, and I think that she would be like, I think just think she'd be too eager to, to fuck well, where I couldn't, I, like, there would be no like passion in it. It would be <laughs> like, I know she would want to like really make sure I had a good time, but I would not be able to like let myself go. Cause I'd be like, you just want, you want this too much. Mm-hmm. And then the same thing where I'm like, I think she would be probably a great person to be married to, but I can't like defend her to people. Like I have to, <laughs> I'm very protective and defensive in that way. And I could, I would be like, you guys are right. This person is a fucking loser and <laughs> I just can't. So, I mean, I feel like we have to kill her. Um, and I also want to marry Leonardo DiCaprio because mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's because obviously icon. Leo. And then, yeah, I th- I think Emma Stone would be a fun fuck. And I just thought, like, she, I think she's like me, does what Anne Hathaway tries to do. And maybe they're very, and it makes sense that they are in this thing because I just think Emma Stone is like just a more likable. I we, I would love to know their her rising as opposed to the other or like where those placements differ because I think it is going to be like where that sun sign is because Anne is just like so just you can tell she wants you to like her so bad and Emma Stone is a little goofier and uh like I appreciate her sincerity but I think she's yeah I will say I also find Anne Hathaway talented I wasn't just shitting on her but of course just- yeah I mean, Anne Hathaway is just, she's just a little more theater kid yeah, than the other I, that's two. What I mean. Yeah. Where I'm like, I love her work. She does incredible work. It's just her, like, it's just her. It's eager. Um, it's the eagerness is. When she's not, when she doesn't have a role to play, when she's like herself, it's like, ugh, please, please get into character, honey. <laughs> <laughs> we do not like this. And it's us. It's not, like, it's not okay. It's not like good, but well, we're it, just it, like, please it's one of those people where they haven't technically done anything wrong, but that eagerness just is unsexy. You can't, it's, it's hard to quantify. I think this is the right answer. I could easily swap Emma and Leo. Uh, I mean, Emma Stone, like I never 
thought I needed to watch Cruella, but I never thought much about her before until the favorite. And then the favorite, <gasps> I was solidified in love with her. Yeah. Um, so I could, sw- I could, I could, I could go either way on that. And yeah. And again, I think she's talented. I think hating, like being mean and just being a half hater is tired to like leave her alone. Uh, but yeah, she's a little eager theater kid and that's why she's going to get the chop. I'll fuck Emma. I'll marry Leo. That is the right combination. We've mm-hmm. won a brand new car, everyone. Um, <laughs> then some other Scorpio, Sun, Libra moons, Jeff Probst, Billie Jean King, Vanilla Ice, Sylvia Plath. Okay. Scorpio, Sun, Scorpio rising. I feel like we've had this before. The Scorpios always come out, but this edition we'll call cool artsy folks. We have mm-hmm. Chloe Sevigny, Bjork and Frank Ocean. Oh. Wow. <laughs> wow. Very, okay. very chic. I'm guessing they all live in New York. Like, actually, no, I think yeah. York actually lives at an island off of Iceland. But anyways. Yeah. I decided who I'm marrying. It's just the other two. I don't know. So it's Bjork, Frank Ocean, and who? Chloe Sevigny. Okay, I'm going to kill Chloe Sevigny because I don't really, again, it's just a neutral. I liked her mm-hmm. in Big Love. I liked her in Kids. Oh, yeah. Um, but that's kind of like, you know, I don't really think about her like that. <laughs> I, I would, um, I would fuck Bjork because it would just be wild. And it would just yeah. be like, I imagine it would be group sex. I imagine it would be like <laughs> outside in nature. Uh, I break sobriety, we'd be on some drugs. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just a fantasy about it of like, you know, eating ass in the freezing cold in Iceland with Bjork. It just sounds fun. <laughs> um, and then uh, I'd have to marry Frank Ocean. I just think he's a genius and he has such a vibe to him. And he, I, somebody posted this on TikTok, but it's like, wow, so much has happened since 2016. And yet Frank Ocean still has not given us a new album since Blonde. Mm-hmm. We need it. Mm-hmm. We need it. So maybe I could marry him and get him to release more He's music fixed. he cannot be pushed mm-hmm. yeah. i also we'll get it when we get it yeah <laughs> apparently i also want to marry frank ocean for sure that's the easiest pick of all well bjork i don't care about bjork i think i'll kill bjork just based solely on that swan dress because <laughs> um, we have to keep seeing it as a halloween as costume, a halloween costume in perpetuity years. forever mm-hmm. and it's like you didn't do what she did, okay? You copied. <laughs> do, they, do the kids even know about the swan dress? Or is that like, is that just a tired pop culture reference that just will never really die? I feel like people Both. know Both. about that. <laughs> um, So I'm going to kill Bjork. And then the Chloe Sevigny goes to um, Little Butcher Shop over here. So oh. she gets the D. Ooh. <laughs> oh, yeah. That Butcher sh- I know what you're talking about. That is the celeb watching spot. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I think I'm gonna also fuck Bjork, and the swan dress actually is what puts it over the edge because I'm like, this is iconic. This is what like I do. I do like a check off a box where it's like, oh yeah, I actually fucked the swan dress woman. Like that's a fu- <laughs> that's like a fun story. I feel like, um, but also I just think it'd be wild. Agreed, um, and I also am gonna marry Frank Ocean. Because yeah, obviously, um, and Chloe Sevigny, yeah, I I really I like her. I think that she would be, I think she would be a good fit, honestly, in any of the categories. And it's just like it's, I'm sorry, 
this is just how it how it worked out but no shade i think she's very cool very beautiful very like i i love the vibe and i love finding out it's it's scorpio scorpio that makes sense mm-hmm. i get it yeah i i'm a, i'm into all three of these folks so this is a, a tough one uh mm. i think bjork is gonna just have to be the kill only only just because i'm 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 I want to be in a thruple with Frank Ocean and Chloe Sevigny. Like I want to be ah, I want that yes. new life for myself. But I think I'll huh, I mean, I think I I would I get I'll fuck I'll go with just fucking Frank, even though I would like to spend a lot of time. I feel that I could say that about Chloe. Like I want to fuck Chloe and I would also like to spend a lot of time with you. I'd like to fuck Frank and also spend a lot of time with you. I'd also like to fuck Bjork and spend a lot of time with with her but this is just that's not how the game works bjork's getting killed i will marry chloe i'll fuck frank and i would be tickled to be amongst any of them because they're all just scorpio weirdos i and uh mm-hmm. bjork's a triple scorpio too just for some yes. horse just for some they fun are, reference I mean, there god oh god it makes so I, much sense i will say that i've known this about bjork and it has made me like her more Mm-hmm. I saw her perform at Pitchfork Music Festival and she had this big Tesla coil that was like going off and she was singing. I was coming up on acid. I was like, this is great. But then a, like a lightning storm rolled through and they had to shut it down. She came back on stage after having to leave for a bit. And she was like telling us that it was canceled. Basically, she's like, um, they said I cannot go on and I perform in lightning. He said, I, perf- I perform in lightning storms in Iceland all the time. So I don't understand. <laughs> and, it, and that was it. And I was like, okay, but just all cool. Some other Scorpio sun, Scorpio rising, not a cool one here. Rob Schneider, Katy Perry, Hillary Clinton, Bootsy Collins, Grace Slicks, Rachel McAdams, Caitlyn Jenner, Gavin Rossdale, Neil Young, and Georgia O'Keefe. I've um, done a show with Rob Schneider. Oh, wow. shit. Oh, you okay, know. Lisa. You know, hot booking. Over here. Yeah. I'm a Schneider writer. <laughs> hot booking, indeed. Well, well Madison. In my phone, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> That's going on the Patreon. I love, it. I love it. Madison, thank you so much for coming on. We absolutely love you. And obviously, um, I know we said we don't have an exact air date, but please absolutely watch single drunk female on freeform whenever it is available freeform and hulu we will absolutely promo that and post is there anything else where else can people find you uh you guys can find me on socials twitter at madison (laughs) wow okay Uh, you guys can find me on socials at madison shepherd on twitter and at Madison underscore Shepherd on IG. Um, I am starting to do shows again. So I'll be out and about in the world. I'll be doing some shows in Georgia and uh, Nashville, North Carolina, Nashville, Asheville, North Carolina <laughs> in the coming uh, months. So please look out for that. You can find out those dates at my website, which is www.madisonshepherd.com. Yeah. yeah, check out Madison's podcast, Wow Rude Pod. Oh and my god, I totally forgot. Yes, buy I have her a podcast. album on her website. <laughs> yes, yes, all of the above. We love you. Um, thank you again. This was so lovely. Thank you for being your Yay. wonderful Scorpio, deep ass self. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. Um, follow Madison, stay up to date, and thank you guys for listening. We'll see you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to What's Your Sign. Please rate us five stars and subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you use. 
If you like what you heard, please support us on Patreon. You can also find us online on Instagram at What's Your Sign Podcast or on Twitter at What's YR Sign underscore pod. You can also like our fan page on Facebook and join our friendship group. Questions, comments, concerns, or to book a commission chart reading, you can email us at What's Your Sign Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.